motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That goes for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Yo, what up? What's good, fam? I'm your boy Trey Frazier, and I got my brother Maestro Styles with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. It's another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, special shout out to everybody watching this live on our Twitter handle at Barbershop SPOR2. Also watching this on our YouTube channel, followed by our Facebook page. And you can also follow us on the gram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, my show, man. What's 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 good? What's popping? What's good, man? Uh, fresh off uh, fight weekend, obviously. Um, yep. I got a little story to tell, man. Um, there wasn't that. That wasn't the only interesting fight that happened over the weekend. So, uh-huh. uh huh. Uh, let's let's say three years ago. Let's say three years ago. We uh, shout out to. Uh, Deadstock DMV. We were uh, invited to do like a little uh, commentating type of thing. It didn't necessarily mm-hmm. go our way. Um, but uh, I met this cat named Apep, who an Instagram comedian type dude, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a brief conversation, but you know, met him cool dude, whatever, whatever. I see him around the way, you know, on my travels or whatever. I see him a lot, a lot around my way, actually. Or I used to see him a lot around my way, actually, uh, with some female or whatever. Right. Uh, fast forward to Saturday. I'm on Instagram and I'm seeing, uh, you know, like rappers, cats from the area, mm-hmm. like, you know, laughing the dude out. Come and find out. I hadn't heard it. I hadn't heard of the dude real on social media too crazy until re- until recently. Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, this dude has become a boxer. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't go well for him in his first in his first fight. Shout. Uh, but it was interesting as hell to see that. APAP is now boxing. Um, apparently, so who was his opponent? Uh, some cat named Wal- Waleed Sharks. This was on. This wasn't even. Um, I had it confused. I was telling somebody it was one of the undercards on the uh, on the Javante Davis fight, but it was on the zone. Okay. Around the same time, I guess, or maybe a little earlier. But uh, all that to say, man. Uh, shout out to uh, I don't know if I if you still call him APAP or, or call him by his, his government name, Stamar Mitchell. But the mm-hmm. Bama moved all the way out to LA and you know he's working on the shit now. So I um shout out to him. Shout out to him, man, because I um I had all types hey. of jokes, but I, I sat and realized like, man, that's mm-hmm. that was legit his first fight. And uh, um, 
You know what I'm saying? So shout yeah. out to him for uh yeah. and, and good luck to him in his journey, man. But that was crazy. I I was not expecting to see that on Saturday. Yeah. He didn't last long though. He he uh he lasted the first round. Uh-huh. Um he definitely got dropped in the second round. But uh, you know, I mean for his first fight, you know, you know, shout out to him. Hey, shout out to him making moves. Uh so you said he's from the area, right? Yeah, yeah, he's from Merlin. So um Okay, okay. But like I said, I knew him, I met him at that event, that basketball t- uh, tournament for Deadstock DMV. And yep. um, you know, like it, it was just crazy to see him. Like, oh Most shit. Because I, you know, you don't think about it until you see it. I'm like, damn, I did wonder mm. where he you know, where he was at or whatever. Mm. And uh, special guest alert. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we may want to holler at him and you know yeah, get man, him on here, man. Yeah, I, I mean our, our conversation was brief, but you know, mm-hmm. let's yeah. see what's up. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, shout out to the homie Vince Wright. Uh, Facebook Live chat, he says, go Timberwolves. And I got news yeah. for you, bro. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a wrap tonight. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a wrap tonight, man. I got it um, written on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wrap tonight. But um, speaking, of, speaking of fights, man, um, we got our boy coming on. Uh, it's been a while since we had him on. Uh, we call him A-Trade around the way, but... Uh, he goes by Alex Burgos, uh, rbrboxing.com, uh, round by round boxing, rbr recap. Um, you can follow him on Instagram and all the other social media platforms. Uh, he's going to come on with us in about five to 10 minutes and just kind of recap this Davis Garcia fight. And, you know, we'll talk about some other opponents coming up. Um, but, bro, I got to tell you, man, um, Sunday was. Oh, Lord. Sunday was a great day, man. I was expecting a Jalen Brunson jersey by now, man. Yeah, yo, it was crazy. I, I I walked up in there and 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 first of all, shout out to the homie Sim Russell, yeah, man. For sure. Um, you know, having me on his platform doing a post game joint. Uh, shout out to NYC Legends Restaurant that uh, hosted us um, doing the you know doing the post game joint. Um, yo, everything went perfect. Uh, Sunday. I mean, I'm not just talking about the game itself, but just, you know, the ride up there on the train, got on the eight o'clock joint, got to the arena about 11 o'clock in the morning. They let everybody in, you know, walking through the team store and all that. And I was about to cop me something out that team store. Um, and I was like, ah, you know what? Um, I, I actually saw uh, RJ Barrett bobblehead and I was like, you know what? I could probably get Nate something here, but uh-huh. Um, I was like, you know what? If they've been kind of harping on RJ a little bit, it, you know, they you know mess around and, and and trade them at some point. But I said, nah, let me let me just hold off a bit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, the, the vibes at the game was cool, man. The the box suite, the luxury joint, um, fire, uh, Latrell Sprewell, shout out to the legend, came through, you know, unexpectedly. Yeah. You know, everybody took pictures with him. We got the group picture in. Um, atmosphere was just vibing, and more importantly, the Knicks got the dub. We're up three one. Um, outside the arena afterwards was crazy, and um, surprisingly too, Maestro, my uh, I ran into my sister in law Joanne. Shout out uh, Joanne and uh, and my niece Jade. Um, they were at the Paw Patrol musical, which was in the same building as the game. Wow. And I and I didn't, I didn't even know that they were going to the musical, but I'm I'm walking out the arena. I'm walking with the fellas actually, 
about to head down to the restaurant. And I look over to my left and I saw um, I saw my cousins over there. I was like, oh, snap, what are they doing over here? You know, hollered at them and, you know, we was like just surprised to just run into each other and yeah. stuff. And so um, so that, you know, that that was cool. That was cool to run into them. And and like I said, um, you know, me, the homie Sim, uh, shout out Steph, Tony, um, shout out Jay Boogie. Um, dude actually had his song played on the um on the what you call it during one of the timeouts. Okay. The cat cat named Jay Boogie. I I gotta get his um social media info, but the dude, dude is nice, man. Dude like 55 years old, still rhyming. So yeah. um, so that that was that was dope as well, man. But um but all in all, man, it, it, it was a great weekend. And yeah, then uh, and, and then yesterday, yesterday, the news cycle was crazy with uh, layoffs um, from ESPN. Don Lemon gets fired. Um, the Fox News cat, it's let go. I don't really care about him all that much. But still, you know, people getting laid off and all this stuff. And then uh, Rogers, they finally, you know, get the deal done with the Jets, with the trade yeah, there. The, uh, do you got the do you got the conversation or what like what exactly happened? Um, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know exactly what it is, but okay. there were picks. It, it definitely involves some picks. Okay, um, no, I think I got. I got my fault. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. number fifth, uh, fifteen pick overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty twenty three fifth round pick. Okay. The Packers get uh the thirteenth pick in the draft. The, the uh a twenty twenty three second round pick. Yep. A sixth round mm-hmm. pick. A and a, a conditional 2024 second round pick that mm-hmm. becomes a first round pick if Rodgers plays 65 percent of plays. That's it. That's right. Okay. I, I, I remember. I remember that part of it. Okay. The percentage of snaps that he had to play, and and it's crazy. It's not percentage of games. It's percentage of snaps, snaps which yeah. could mean something totally different than how many games he plays. But that yeah, that's kind of crazy. Still kind of ties in though. I mean, I, and, and you know, I, I would expect that. I would expect that to become a first rounder for the for the Packers. Quite honestly. Mm-hmm. So that. So you think you don't think he's gonna? I think play he will. Offs? I think he will play sixty five percent of uh, snaps. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Okay, because I I think that now I think you got to put the Jets in the AFC as far as hierarchy. They're a playoff contender. Yeah, um, I, I I won't go as far as to say they're a Super Bowl contender just yet, but I I think they're certainly. I, I, well, let me take that back. They're they're in contention for the AFC East crown. One hundred percent. They're in contention for that, I which equivalents to them being a playoff team. Right. Um, I don't necessarily know that they're going to be able to get to the Super Bowl. But if you're the Jets and you're Joe Douglas and the crew, um, you had to make this move. Like you, I mean, we, we, we saw the quarterback play last year and it wasn't great. And they were seven and four at one point with that bad quarterback play. Right. So, you know, they had to make this happen. And now we finally get to see um, Mahomes versus Rogers for once, because I know they play the Chiefs. Um, this year, uh-huh. so we, we're finally gonna get to see that after like I don't know four tries. <laughs> it seemed like every time they go up against each other, one of them is injured Ow. or the other one got COVID. So yeah, um, so we we finally gonna get to see that. Um, any any thoughts further about? I the, mean, you kind of you kind of you kind of said it all. Uh, they I definitely think that they are. I think they not just competition. I think they're the favorites in the East. Uh, right now, good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Lazard at not Lazard because he's some you know a great you know a great number one receiver because and by the way he's not just to, yeah. just that if if all else fails we know Aaron Rodgers know how to get it to Lazard. Um, you know they also got uh, with Garrett they got pieces on offense. Yep. yep. The point is they got pieces on offense. McCall Harmon we didn't mention right. that before. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the defense is is pretty good. Um. Buffalo, I, I think we all agree outside of Buffalo that they are regressing. Yeah, I think that's the right word. Yeah, they they, they they've regressed a bit. I mean, so they'll still be there. Like they'll still be like this will be a tight division, like yeah. it was last year. Um, yeah. But but I, I think yeah. with I think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers going to that team changes it. Changes that. I think they're the favorites. I don't. Yeah. I, I think they're the favorites. I don't think Buffalo gets it this year. And and let's keep in mind they beat Buffalo like somewhere in the middle of the season. Yeah, when Buffalo you know. was going through that little spat of uh yep. yeah. Yep, yep. So you gotta think with Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and you know Brees Hall comes back healthy, you gotta think that at best they're gonna go one and one against them. if not otherwise a sweep. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they're winning I think they're winning the my prediction early. They're winning mm-hmm. that division now. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't, I don't think they got no Super Bowl aspiration. Well, not aspiration. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, uh, they but better I, have aspirations. Yeah, yeah, they best better have aspirations. But I don't think they better. Gonna work. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna yeah. go. I don't think that's gonna go in their favor. But um, yeah, they're definitely going to win that division. Um, as far as the AFC as a whole, I mean, uh, who who we scared of in the East right in the, in the AFC right now? Obviously, the Chiefs. Uh, Defending Super Bowl champs. Obviously, the Chiefs, uh, the Bengals. Yeah. Back to back AFC title game appearances. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just talking about in, in the whole scope of the AFC, I, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got to respect Buffalo because of, you know, where they, you know, where they were. But I don't know that. Yep. Uh, I don't think, I, I think it's only three teams that, I mean, two teams that the Jets are scared of in AFC. Yep. You know what I'm saying, but I, I, everybody else, I think you look at like they run into Jacksonville, they could beat Jacksonville. Yeah, like, they know, run into the Chargers, they could beat, they the, could Chargers. beat the Chargers. Right, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers definitely puts them on paper, probably the third best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Even with a strong Peyton in the AFC now, and how that offense looks, well, we they, don't they're, they're better than the Broncos. We, don't, yeah, we be, don't know how that's going to look. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, but I would know. imagine that. They're gonna they're gonna beat Denver, or they could they could handle Denver, I should say. Yeah, I so. mean, because I mean, quite frankly, I'm not even putting Denver in that conversation right now because mm. all I have is understood. Did, yeah, what they did last year, and maybe he turns it around in one year, but I mean, probability mm. is that he doesn't. Yeah, and I don't think on paper their roster is better than the Jets' roster. Yeah, and they're trying to they were trying to trade uh, Judy and Sutton. Yeah. at one point, too, right, so. right. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, the draft is two days from now. And so a lot of stuff that I'm hearing, man, um, if you remember maybe last week or a couple weeks ago, uh, Pac-Man Jones on Pat McAfee show was alluding to a DeAndre Hopkins trade. Now, a few weeks ago, he said that the Ravens were in on D-Hop to, you know, get traded. Yeah. Now, maybe earlier today's show, I, I saw a clip of, um, Pat McAfee and Pac-Man Jones was on there. And he was still saying, like, yo, my sources is really telling me that at some point we're going to see a DeAndre Hopkins trade. 
And Pat was like, we talking like this week, like tomorrow, like he's and Pac-Man was like, we could see something this week. Yeah. And I'm and I'm going to assume that it's going to happen on draft night. So on draft night. OK. Yep. That's that's what I'm assuming. So okay. kind of like an A.J. Brown type of vibe from last year. A.J. Brown thing, kind of like uh, Hollywood Brown, because that kind of came out of nowhere too. Um, him, you know, when we traded him to Arizona, that was a draft night trade for draft picks. So, uh, we could see something like that. Okay. Um, I, I think so. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, so the other news that kind of crept up yesterday afternoon in the middle of all the Rogers stuff in the NBA and, and the, the NBA playoff games yesterday was wild, bro. We, we gonna get into that, but, yeah. um, Ime Udoka is the new head coach of the Houston Rockets. Yes, sir. Um, I love this move. Um, you got a you got a bunch of young boys on this squad. Um, you know, props to Steven Silas for, you know, doing what he could. Um, in the midst he lost his dad, if I remember correctly. He lost yeah, but his then father. It was, but he wasn't there long either. So, I mean, 3 so, years. Yeah, he was there yeah. 3 years. He was there 3 years. That's not long enough with so many so much youth. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's long enough. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. And I, I get he tried to do what he could, you know, yeah. with the young boys, but it, it sounded like to me that. I'm good. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, I got you. It's, it sounded to me like the upper management in Houston kind of wanted to tank, and Silas and the boys was really trying to play. But I watched some of their games this past year, and they just was looking really like crazy and stuff. So I think Ime Udoka, I think that's a good pick up for the Rockets and I hope he can you know instill some of that uh leadership within them young boys over there for and sure, I think they'll be sure. a much better team for that so um let's let's get the homie back here yes sir. uh we we know him around the way here uh shout out Montgomery County's nobody finest calls right him there anymore I'm sure nobody calls him anymore <laughs> <laughs> but we know him as a train but he goes by Alex Burgos uh founder of of round by round boxing you can check them out at rbrboxing.com also rbr recap um you can follow that on the instagram page at rbr recap alex man what's good man thank you for joining us again no, i appreciate you guys having me man i've been uh it's been a long time but i, I yeah. remember being on one of the earlier iterations and uh yeah i always wanted to jump back on and, and chop it up uh sports wise with you guys good to see you i yes, do follow uh, the I follow the show, you know, I'm a big supporter of you guys uh, personally and professionally. So shout out to you. I like to see the longevity and you guys continuing to do your thing. Uh, kudos to you. And yeah, shout out all of MoCo. <laughs> yes, sir. No, yes doubt. Sir. no doubt, no doubt. So before we get started with uh, Garcia and Davis, I just want to um, for a brand new audience of people that, you know, in this new iteration of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Let everybody know, kind of introduce yourself to our audience and, you know, let them know, you know, how you got started with your own podcast, you know, covering boxing and all your social media stuff and your platforms. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate the the chance to talk a little bit about what I do. Um, I've been covering boxing for a little over 11 years. I started with Bleacher Report uh, back in the day and, um, was writing syndicated stuff for LA Times and Sports Illustrated. And it was around the time uh, Floyd was in the twilight of his career fighting, you know, the Robert Guerreros and, and those guys. Um, but 
enjoyed covering boxing as a lifelong passion of mine, just watching boxing, um, you know, being a fan of the sport. It was fun. Uh, just like I got a chance to cover the Redskins in those days. We're now the commanders, obviously. But, you know, it was cool because getting into Bleacher Report, they kind of, you know, put me through all of this type of training, writing and, and such. I uh, studied journalism, mass media communication. So you have like that classroom aspect. But when you really get into the trenches and you start learning, you learn a different aspect of it. And so I picked it up relatively quick. It was cool. I loved covering the sport. Uh, it was something that I always wanted to do. And then a buddy of mine was like, you should start your own thing. And so, um, you know, in those days, I now own a uh, marketing consulting firm. I build websites and things like that. But in those days, I wasn't building as many websites. I wasn't doing that end as much. So he was like, we'll build you a website, you know, just do it, do what you're doing. I believe your report, but, you know, just start your own thing. It'll be better in the long run. Long story short, I did that, paid dividends. Um, and I think what's been really cool for me is being able to give other other people the platform. So you know, sometimes I'll have a kid in Birmingham, England, or an Arizona State University student, and they get college credits for covering sports mm. for round by round boxing. I mean, to me, that's, you know, huge. Yeah. If I, I was dope. like, if I yeah. had that, yeah, if I had that back in the day, I mean, who knows, Mike, you know, I mean, when we were, you know, chopping it up, making beats and whatnot, I mean, mm -hmm. you always want someone, a mentor of, or such, you know, in, in anything, if you have a passion for it. And so to even let you know, like, yeah, you may not be the rapper. You may not being end up being the producer. You may not end up being the lead editor of the magazine. But there are areas where you can get in where you fit in and learn different things for your passion. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what I try to impart the little bit that I've learned over these years. Um, you know, and I, I get a chance to, like I said, give other people the platform. And it's fun because now while I don't get to write as much, I do do the podcast now. And I get to front face with fighters and, you know, managers and trainers and all that stuff. Now we have a little following, you know, through the website and and the Instagram and that stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah, one of the best things that I like to do is uh, give people a platform and, you know, whether it's a hobby or a lifelong passion. I mean, now I have guys, um, Gabriel Rivas, who started with us, he went to Golden Boy. Now he's the PR director at Top Rank. Wow. Um, Hans yeah. Demestode, who you know, grinded and grinded and, you know, it's with fight hype now and boxing scene. So I'm never a guy that was ever like, you have to come here and then you got to stay here. My thing was always, you come here, I'm going to teach you everything that I know. If you work hard, I guarantee it will benefit you in some other, you know, realm. Yeah. And so those are two guys that I could say are a good uh, example of that because now they're at the pinnacle of the sport. And, um, you know, you got a little, you're sprinkling a little round by round boxing all over yes, uh, the yes, game. Nice. So, nice. Yes, yeah, yes, that's sir. what I like, man. So, yeah. And, you know, always the passion, the local scene is where I started. Uh, Dusty Hernandez, when he, you know, mm -hmm. started his career, mm -hmm. I covered Tank's first fight to bring it full circle. Uh, Tank fought on Lamont Peterson versus Kendall Holt yeah. at the Armory back in the day, uh, over 10 years ago. That was his pro debut. So mm -hmm. full circle, you know what I mean? Now yeah. these guys that have become the champs and the, you know, the names of their day. Um, I've been doing it since then. It's been fun, man. I can't say anything else, but it's been fun. Man, you 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 brought me right to my question. Um, I was telling Trey a story before you got on about this cat named Stamar Mitchell. <laughs> Um, who got his first fight on his own uh, Saturday, who I thought was, but he, I know him as a IG comedian cat dude I met on a, uh, whatever, whatever. Um, do you, do you have any information on this dude as a boxer? 
I do not know. Okay, yeah, it's Demar Mitchell. He fought uh, Waleed Sharks. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with him at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I mean, I know the name. Okay, yeah, I, I just wanted to, I'm going uh, to ask you about this a little later on, I guess, you know, because it was funny as hell to me because I only know the dude from Instagram videos. Like, he's legit a right. funny-ass dude. He do stand-up comedy in real life. So I'm thinking it's like some uh, like celebrities, you know, some you know, you know the shit that's been going on nowadays. But no, he legit is got his first pro fight. I went and looked up sharks a little bit, like oh, Slim, he really fights. Yeah. So I, I, I was, I, I was, I just, I did want to know if you, if you had heard anything about Stamar Mitchell, aka APAP, who, uh, <laughs> who got, who got knocked out in the second round. But, yeah, I'm gonna uh, have to do some research now that you mentioned it. So yeah, maybe, he's from yeah, Merlin. Um, he's from, he a Merlin cat. So yeah, I, okay. I, I definitely wanted to uh, throw that in your radar. Now, yeah, get for to, sure. Getting to the shits. <laughs> getting to the shits. Uh, yes. <laughs> obviously, uh, my boy, that's that. He my favorite now that uh, Deontay Wilder and kind of went to the wayside. Javante uh, yeah. St. Davis beating uh, Ryan Garcia. Uh, punched him viciously. <laughs> uh, what's your take on the fight? Man, so leading up to the fight, I did a bunch of uh, clips and, and podcasts and stuff, just talking previews and things like that. And um, it was exciting for me because as the days got closer, you know, it started to feel more like one of those big buzz, big buzz mega fights. Yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. you know, of the the vein of like the De La Hoya days and, you know, Mayweather and, you know, that, that pay-per-view stuff kind of got lost now with the streaming and all that. But I felt like we had a little bit of that back with this. And what I liked was, you know, these guys are the new school, the new age. And while it may not have been a super fight because of in-ring accolades they did have star power outside of the ring and that's kind of like to what you're mentioning you know this guy might be a comedian or this or that or you know like the ksi fights and logan paul's i mean there's different people bringing different eyeballs to the sport these guys just bring fight fans but they are bigger outside of you know just being a fighter and so i thought that was cool you know they hopped on each other's ig live during the week and you know they're promoting the fight in different ways you know yeah. if you would have told yeah you would have told anybody ig live is going to be a platform where you know fighters are going to argue during the fight week and, and create more buzz a couple years ago you'd have been like huh mm-hmm. but some people might have been like what the hell is I- ig live anyways you know right. what I mean? like so all these different things and and they're using these platforms, which to me is exciting as a a digital marketer and social media person. Like you got to be able to know how to use these different things to promote a fight. So from that aspect, kudos to both guys. They did their thing. It was awesome. Now I always thought going into the fight and I said it on every platform that I got a chance to speak on Gervonta Davis is just that dude. I mean, there there was, there was a, a notch. There was a level that he had, he showed on Saturday that yeah. he was just above Ryan. Ryan did not have a game plan. He did not have um, ideas outside of let me try to let land this check left hook, close my eyes and swing for the fences. Yeah. And that that you can get away with that stuff against the lower tier or older guys that have been at a higher level, um, you know, and and your flashy speed and athleticism. Um, I think we see it now with Teofimo Lopez too. Your athleticism is going to take you so far. So far if you don't have mm-hmm. a game plan um, and if you don't understand that, you know, there's different parts of fights that need to be played out, which is why I always tank, you know, not so much this past fight, but a lot of times he gives up those early one to five rounds. Yeah. Yeah. He's not sleeping. He's not doing nothing. He's downloading the data for as much as people want to say, oh, Lomachenko, high tech. He's a computer, this and that. Tank is just as bad in that area. Like, I mean, he's a bad boy. Yeah. Is what I mean. Like, he's right. smart. Um, 
he's downloading data. He's measuring distance. He knows what he has to do. And everyone's always like, oh, well, you know, he's a shorter guy. He's got the the, the shorter distance. And this that's been his whole life. That's been his right. whole career. You think he's not used to that? He's not ready for that? Um, so everything he needed to show, he did. Um, I thought he was on his P's and Q's, crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's. Uh, and I saw after that first knockdown, man, it was going to be an early night. Right. And for anyone that listens to us for, you know, just kind of betting talk and, and betting tips and whatnot, all the homies that were over, I said six, seven, eight tank or just tank KO, TKO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about five or six of us. We made a good, a good bag of money because, uh, you know, it, before the fight, I'm like, just, just throw something down, man, throw something down. And, um, that's what it ended up being. And tank is now, um, you know, even more so for maybe people that didn't believe, um, just a notch above some of these other yeah, guys. And absolutely. You yeah. Could, you could absolutely. have that, but yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's the best in my mind right now. I mean, on a lightweight level, he he's the best right now for me. So what was the Ryan Davis hype? Cause I heard you say he kind of went in there with no game plan. And I can tell you my, my, uh, experience with Ryan Davis is watching him punch Juju Smith Schuster in the stomach on, <laughs> on, on, on social media. So on it was him going media, around right. punching people in the stomach and, and they look like it hurt. Um, yeah. but I mean, to my, you know, obviously you more into the sport than I am, but it seemed like he hadn't really fought anybody. And I know people would say, well, that's the same thing about, uh, Tank Davis, but, Ryan Davis really ain't fought nobody to to my to my knowledge. So what what was the, like going in? I, he's fast. I get it. What was the hype behind Ryan Davis going in? Yeah, Ryan Garcia is like I mean, because Ryan, he signed. Yeah. yeah, Ryan Garcia is the the new school. You know, they consider him the new school De La Hoya because he's the pretty boy. He signed to Oscar's uh, imprint in Golden Boy, and so he's got that kind of like you know following of the the young girls and whatever. So he's yeah. got that popularity and what now. You know, if Oscar was around nowadays, it would he would be a big Instagram star, whatever yeah, it is. You yeah, know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so that he had that going for him. As far as a fighter, it's yet to be seen. It remains to be seen if he's ever gonna live up to the hype of his other stuff. Right. You could be, you know, this media person and do this, but you gotta you gotta come along for the ride in the boxing aspect. And so, um, that remains to be seen. Obviously, anyone that stands still and lets themselves get hit in the stomach, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> I don't yeah. care if you have a pad, you, if you've ever worn the, you know, the pad or you've, you've yeah. even held pads and let people hit you. Yeah. There's a padding. The other guy has a glove, but that shit still hurts. Right. Still hurts your hand. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, all that stuff is for show. Uh, yeah. Like I said, if, even if you watch the media workouts and whatnot, if you do slow-mo, you see Ryan as like this, eyes closed, throwing punches. Yeah. And anyone who knows boxing, speed can be timed. And when you're in there just throwing blind left hooks, I mean, it'll work for some people like Danny Garcia, who we could go back. But that's a whole nother thing. Sometimes a, a blind check left hook will find a home. But no, generally speaking, especially against a high level, intelligent guy like Gervonta Davis, that stuff's not going to work. And so, Mike, to your point, I mean, it's just we needed to see. And this would have, you know, catapulted him to another right. level because we right. would have been like, Oh man. I mean, he has an amateur pedigree, a, sh- a strong amateur pedigree. Yeah. Fought Devin yeah. Haney mm-hmm. six times, split those three and three. So, I mean, he's got that going for him, but as a pro, um, as of right now, it's been a little bit more bark than bite, a little bit more hype than actual substance. And look, he's still young. 
If he's yeah. got the hunger, if he's got the will, if he moves up and he actually starts beating some names, I think he even said like, yeah, he'd like a rematch, but he knows he's got to beat some guys yeah. to even get back yeah. into that conversation. Yeah. Right. Nobody's right. going to want to see any, you know, Ryan Garcia against anyone unless Ryan can actually get a notable victory under his belt. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, that kind of goes into my next question here in your opinion, respectively for these two individuals, what's next for Tank and what's next for Ryan Garcia. Yeah, so from Tank's perspective, the world is his oyster. I mean, you know, maybe even six months ago, we would have been like, shit, we're never going to see Ryan Garcia fight Tank. And then yeah. look, this thing yeah. like came, fell yeah. in our lap because the two yeah. fighters wanted it. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, now, if you gave me my pick, I mean, the winner of Haney Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson, yeah. I mean, those names are the guys that, you know, would challenge Tank, you know, potentially beat him. Yeah. But also, if he beats them, I mean, now we're talking about all-time all great time. status. So, yeah. and and look, I'd, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, dare to make a bet on who. Because for me, skills pay the bills. Shakur Stevenson is the best right now. Yeah. For me. Okay. But, but I mean, that's a toss-up. Him and Tank, I mean... That that's I, hard to say. I literally just got finished watching a video of Shakur Stevenson saying him uh, versus uh, uh, Tank would be like MJ versus LeBron. I don't yeah, know. Man. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't get the correlations. <laughs> yeah, wow. man. It's just like it's that good. And they've they've sharpened iron sharpens iron. They've yeah. they've sparred in the past together, and you know they know how good one another is. Um, that that fight would just be incredible. I mean, you also got other guys like you know. Josh Taylor, Telfimo Lopez within in and around that range. But I think the two guys are, you know, assuming I think Devin Haney will be Lomachenko, but assuming Devin yeah. Haney wins that fight, um, you know, him and Shakur is another fight. So you got these young guys in and around that weight class that, oof, man, they're pure boxers or smart boxers. Um, Tank has got that X factor, though, more than any one yeah, of those man, other guys, I which agree. is that power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you say? I saw I saw it a million times Sunday uh, uh, when Ryan Garcia said, I, I can't really speak on it. Oh, the fight is rigged. The fight is rigged. He didn't really uh, he didn't really punch him. I, I've, I've right. seen that. What's your uh, thoughts on the fight possibly being rigged? Um, I know your answer, but you got to tell it to the people. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I always think that, you know, people look for holes and look for reasons to. Um, you know, to further their narrative. So it's not that Ryan got the, you know, brakes beat off of him or that he just wasn't as good as tank. It's, Oh, this was planned. Yeah. Like, no tank <laughs> tank went in there and did what he was going to do regardless. So yeah. Yeah. my, I, what I took that obviously you can take it to potentially mean like, Ooh, there's something that he's not telling us. What I took it to mean was I was fresh of, out of ideas. I didn't have any business getting back up and trying because then I was going to maybe get hurt. Yeah. In, in a highlight reel because that you know while the body shot was well placed that delayed reaction happens all the time in boxing but it's not as flashy as the right. head punch that knocks right. you out right. and i think maybe ryan knew if i get get back up which he probably could if i get back up i'm not i don't have anything to offer to beat this guy and he could potentially hurt me mm -hmm. and then that's a different conversation right. now it's a hard even more harder sell to bring Ryan Garcia back while right. his confidence may, may be shaken and these other things, you can kind of bring him back up slowly. Okay. He got taken out by a pretty good body shot, 
But yeah, if if it becomes this flashy highlight reel knockout, then the the narrative of I told you he didn't have a chin comes you know full right, circle too. And right. so I just think in his mind he knew he, he did that left check left hook wasn't landing. It wasn't ever going to land. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he didn't have anything to offer. I mean. For his sake, he's lucky that it ended the way that it did. I think yeah. you, you got to go back to the drawing board, man. You kind of you kind of bought a little. Say, I can go. I can go tell shit to somebody tomorrow. I said when he knocked him down, and he he, got, he went on one knee. I'm sorry. He mm-hmm. looked at that tank like, <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah I, like <laughs> hey, like you got it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, like, yeah. I've sometimes been it all day. Yeah, sometimes you know, you, and and that's a big thing to do as a person too. And and you know, I mean, maybe it's the other way. Maybe you just don't want the shit beat out of him anymore. But yeah. look, I'd be like, it's tough, man. What, what if I get up? What am I gonna do? Is what he's probably thinking. Yeah, yeah. And right to to be able to come to that that decision in that point. I mean, some people will call it quitting. Um, I say emotionally mature. <laughs> I say he a smart exactly. man. Yeah. And live to fight another day because yeah. if you really want to make this your your bread and butter, if you really want to come back and and be that guy, you still have the opportunity to do so. But you're gonna have to, you know, lay out a game plan. You're gonna and and I talked about this too before the fight. Everyone's talking about oh Ryan as long he's got the reach, and I'm like, have you ever seen Ryan fight twelve rounds behind this sharp, really good crisp jab yeah. like back in his? He's got it in the tool bag, but I've yeah. never seen him do it. Yeah. And that's the thing. He didn't do it to tank. At it's all. Like, at all. Yeah. At so, all. I mean, if you're going to go in there thinking that you're only going to, you know, stop this guy based off one punch and that's the only one that you're really loading up on and trying to hit him with, then this isn't, you know, club fighting. This yeah. is yeah. high level championship boxing. I said that too. Um, Cause I, I'll admit, now I had Javante Davis win it. Don't, don't ever confuse that. But mm-hmm. I said everybody was making it seem like it was going to be this. I fully expected him to utilize, without me being so fully knowledgeable about uh, Ron Garcia, I, I can look at his height and I can look at his height. Mm-hmm. This, should, this shouldn't be a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Like, this should be a little more difficult to decipher for, uh, for a tank because that's hard, to, <laughs> that's hard to get a bunder, or, you know what I'm saying? But it seemed like he never used it and he got right up bunder, man. So uh, I'm, with yeah. you on, I'm with you on that, man. It, it, seemed like, it seemed like maybe the lights were too bright. <laughs> maybe the and lights were too thing. bright. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this stage, Tank's been there a, a thousand times um, against this caliber of opponent. And I know that's he right. said after the fight, Ryan is my best, you know, challenger, my best opponent, he said. But... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he maybe, he had, maybe he hasn't had that much competition because uh, yeah. that's a very. I'm not again. I, I, I when I talk about boxing, anytime I have to get deep into a conversation, I always got to say something I heard from you back in the day when I back in Silver Spring. Um, right. But <laughs> but that ain't a hard thing for me to decipher when I'm this tall and you're this tall. I can just keep you away from me until I find until I get my opportunity. That that's just common sense to me. Um, so for him to not do that, yeah, I was definitely, uh, I was definitely disappointed. And when I saw him get dropped the first time, the way he ran into it, just like Roby ran into it last time, it was just like, all right, this, I literally said, this ain't going past the seventh when he got dropped. Yeah. Yeah. I literally said the same thing. So I thought that was going to come later. Yeah. Yeah. I said, geez, I wasn't expecting him to press like that in the second round. Right. I was I was not expecting him to press like that, but he 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 got it. I remember I said, "Ooh, you better slow down," and he <laughs> slowed down for the rest of the fight because he, right. like you said, he found out he didn't have it. Um, moving forward, man, um, 
this is the only fight. I literally, I, I literally shook somebody's hand and, and, and made a bet on this fight before uh, Errol Spence and Bud Crawford, man. Uh, where we at with it? it I, I, last I heard, it was June twenty second. Is that is that right? So the, there's no, uh, I don't think official date or anything okay. like that. But the, there's a quote from Steven Espinoza from Showtime who just said, "We're basically, you know, if you remember in the fall, they were hyping it up as if it was a done deal." Yeah, yeah. Um, he said. They're closer than they were in the fall, mm-hmm. but they're still a ways away. And the so reason that, for that was an injury, right? If I remember, no. So it, it was um, it, in the fall. It bro- it fell apart because of the money situation. So oh, okay, you know, Al okay. Heyman and PBC where they were getting their money, and Crawford wanted more information on that and this and that. I mean, there's so many freaking storylines. I in boxing, I don't like to get into the money aspect so much of it because people start talking based off of sources that don't want to be named. Right. And then it's like, it's like talking pay-per-view numbers. Right. Like mm-hmm. who the yeah. fuck cares? Is your pocket being lined by the money that was made? Like, no. Yeah. Like now it's generally speaking. Yeah. Like, we can talk numbers if it's factoring in for this fight, for example, Crawford and, and Spence, because from a pay-per-view number um, perspective or for whatever, it may not be a super fight. Like yeah. a lot of people are making it out to me just because right. the money's not there. But when we're talking about like specific finite numbers, like, oh, he's going to make this much and he wants to make sure like let them do that stuff behind the scenes. I don't want to yeah. know that part of the business. Right. I don't really care. Now, what Steven Espinoza is saying is that they're closer than they were in the fall. They're still a ways away, but he's optimistic that it will happen. There's good and bad there, because as much as they were hyping it up in the fall, he's saying that they're closer now. And they're still a ways away. I'm like, damn, I thought we were just like really, 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 really close in the fall. And so, again, it depends who you believe, depends who you listen to. Um, What's what's becoming more dangerous is the advanced age. So now we don't even Mm -hmm. know, you know, what what butt are we going to get? What 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 Errol Spencer we're going to get? Yeah. Right. Like, is there going to be a tune up, an interim in between? Like, because for the longest time and I think super highly of both guys. But I, I I thought it wasn't a question. Terrence Crawford beats Errol Spence. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's just been a lot of you know on the shelf. He fought David Abenesian last time, who was you know, shouldn't have been in the ring with him. I I don't know. I don't. If we get the high level bud, the one that's been you know fighting, and again not against the higher quality opponents, yeah, like Errol Spence. But yeah. still, there's just the intangibles, the thing that you see over and over again. You say same same thing about Tank. You know, he's fighting guys that okay are obviously not on that level, but I still think if he gets in the ring with a Devin Haney or a Loma or a Telfima, like he can still do those things because he's such a good fighter. Right. And so eventually, you you know your prestige and your your skills, your ability, your talent, that has to catch up with the actual resume that you have. And so Bud, for the longest time, everyone that argues. You know, Bud shouldn't be top five in the pound for pound or he would get washed by expense. They just they don't believe that all the hype, you know, matches up to his resume. resume, So I I hear that argument, but um, I don't I don't agree that that Crawford that we haven't seen enough of Crawford to know just really how great he is. The sad part is, is that if he doesn't fight this guy, if he doesn't fight Spence, we'll just never be able to consider him one of the right. all-time greats. Right. He's never going to be, he's never going to have that Hearns to his Leonard, you know, yeah. that Duran to his Leonard, uh, yeah. whatever you want to call it. He's never going to yeah. have that name on his resume. And you need that, okay, know, regardless so let, of what we see. Let me push my agenda. 
So literally, and the person I, who I made this bet with is probably going to hear the show. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm pushing my agenda. So I got Errol Spence, and I've had Errol Spence when it was a hot thing, and I had Errol Spence. It's just something different about that dude. Like like when you speak to like star power, it's just something about Errol Spence that makes me feel no shade to uh, to Bud Crawford because he a beast. Has never been an issue about him not being a beast, but. "Quote unquote," Spence's tune-up fight was Danny Garcia. Like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, like the dude, the way he approaches it is just is just different. Um, I guess what I'm trying to get you to what I'm trying to get you to do is agree with me. <laughs> um, look, make your argument for Earl Spence, and I, and I, I heard you. You you would pick Crawford, um, and then you you're even basing that on like, okay, he hadn't been fighting, you know, like. Kind of make a, in your opinion, what the what shot does Errol Spence have beating Bud Crawford? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Errol Spence. Also, you got to throw in just as much as I'm saying the inactivity of, of Bud or on that level of high level opponents. I mean, we're talking about the accident still being a factor for Errol Spence. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That that kind of scares me as well. Uh, you know, so for better or for worse, these guys are different now yeah. than maybe three, four years ago. Right. I still, Mm -hmm. I still think we've now seen Errol Spence, you know, against Danny Garcia, you against high level guys. He's, he's still a dangerous, dangerous fighter. So this is still a 50, 50 fight. If you're picking um, the truth, if you're picking Spence, I don't have, you know, a problem with that. Um, I think he's shown over and over again. He's got an incredible trainer in Derek James. I'm a, I'm a big Derek James guy. I like him. Um, who also trains Jermel Charlo, now Anthony Joshua. I mean, you're talking about a, a camp, a collective mindset. You know, Spence, just as much as Crawford, is a dog. You know, he'll yeah, dig in there. Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll dig his mm-hmm. feet in and be like, if you want to bang, let's bang. He did that against Ugas and just broke him down. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's obviously the bigger guy um, than Crawford. Uh, he's got just as much, you know, IQ in the ring. Mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, I think Crawford has some tricks, you know, up his sleeve okay. and okay. a little bit more dog in him. But look, okay. when, when I covered the tank and um, the tank and Hector Garcia fight in DC in January, you know, we got mm-hmm. a lot of guys um, that came from out of town and, you know, West coast guys, guys that I'll chop it up with online and I don't really get to see in person as much. So it was cool, but we did a lot of kind of just shooting the shit, grabbing lunch or whatever talking about a lot of these fights and so one of the main a few of the guys their main arguments were crawford is not this high iq you know intelligent fighter switch stance that everyone makes him out to be and they were breaking down you know arguments of like you know he's he's a southpaw like you know what i mean like he he comes Mm -hmm. in or, or he'll come in and switch it and he always gets hit when he's in the orthodox stance and then he just goes back and, and does what he needs to do or vice versa. Excuse right, me. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, that people make their arguments because, um, you know, they feel maybe that Crawford gets more, uh, I guess, hype and, and credit than he deserves in that aspect. Or maybe also because they say, well, you know, the commentators don't like to say that black fighters are cerebral or just naturally intelligent. So they have right. to have, they have to like, try to give them these like added traits and attributes. Yeah. Like, oh, he's so special. He thinks and this and that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's sometime that aspect, but I don't think for Crawford, I think he's shown us time and time again. I will say like when I said earlier about tank, 
I don't think he's ever been given the credit like Lomachenko was. Oh, high tech yeah. and the you know he's a machine and he's downloading the data, dude. I, I'll put Tank against anyone with that because yeah, you know, he does those mm. same I types agree. of things, but it's never mentioned. But but Crawford, I mean, I think he's a a really smart fighter, crafty fighter, and um, Errol Spence may just impose his will. Um, at that the end of the and day. that's that be my argument right there. Like I get it. Style fights, all those things, I get it. But when you that dude, mm. sometimes they, they just they mesh, mesh, and then they take that little something different. That's that 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 star power, star right. power, that thing. So I'm I'm with you. I won't. And when be, you're when you're in the gym with Jermel Charlo and you're you're doing those gym wars and stuff, like again, iron sharpens iron. Like you're, yeah, you're mm-hmm. fighting against guys like that. That's I mean, you're gonna be coming out hungry and ready to you know ready to throw down if you're Errol Spence. Yeah. Hey, you um, you mentioned Al Heyman earlier. Um, another familiar face, Adrian Broner, actually parted ways with him also back in February, I believe. I know Adrian Broner was supposed to fight somebody. I think it was Mike Williams Jr., but then he had to postpone it. Um, not that Adrian Broner is any of the guys we just mentioned, um, but if you could tell us a little bit about what's been going on with him, um, prayers to him, because I know we had some going through some health stuff um, recently, but um, tell us a little bit about what's been going on with him and, you know, when can we expect to see him again? Yeah. I mean, it seems like his better days are behind him. Um, I think for PBC and for Al Heyman, I mean, they just made that decision that eventually like, you know, he's, he's always been a a cash cow and he's been, he's had that star power. So he could always, you know, pack the butts in the seats. And so as long as guys are doing that, it's easy to, to put them against whoever, but, um, you kept giving him big fights. You kept putting him against the, the top tier guys to his credit too, because he wasn't fighting slouches, yeah. but he kept losing. And so there's yeah. only so many guys, you know, a retired Pacquiao, <laughs> right? There's only so many guys that, you know, you want to see Adrian Broner fight when Broner's going to throw 12 punches in a fight. You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm exaggerating, but yeah. that's what it felt yeah. like. You know, you're watching yeah. him and you're like, man, dude, like I've seen you do, you know, some pretty impressive things in the ring. And then like now, you know, what's going on? So um, I think there was a little bit of that in the way of, you know, parting ways. Uh, he was supposed to fight Ivan Redcatch at one point. Um, and then, you know, that, that fell apart. And then the whole fight card fell apart. Um, it's just there, there's not much there left, I think. And then, and then he is like now with Don King. Um, we're not going to see Adrian Broner, you know, headline any major pay-per-views anymore. And mm-hmm. I say major you know, yeah. underline bold that yeah. major. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get some kind of streaming or, or, you know, other small car pay-per-views and stuff like that. I think his better days are behind him. I loved covering him. I thought he was a great personality. I thought he was a wild dude. Mm-hmm. He's just, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, still is. Yeah, still is. <laughs> still is, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, but he had, you know, a whole bunch of talent. And I just think he, he took his career, you know, in, in the wrong direction too soon. I remember him jumping up two weight classes to fight yeah. Paul Malnagy. It's just like stuff like that weighs on your body, and then you get to a certain point where, again, athlete, athleticism is only going to take you so far. Right. Um, yeah. When you don't focus on the technical aspect of boxing, I'm glad that's you said catch up. I thought I was going to have to. I thought I thought I was going to have to press you and ask you because it's, it's it's said all the time about him that he did not put the work in. Mm-hmm. Um and, and you know it ain't no for me it ain't no never way to slice it because it's, you you watch them on you see the talent you see it there it's, it's glaring when you watch them fight but it just didn't seem like he ever really put the work in to become 
uh, a champ, like one of them dudes, one of them dudes. But I feel like if he had put the work in, he could he would have been dead nice. Like like right. we'd be talking about him like one of the best. But he right. never never seemed like he put the work in. Never seemed like he yeah. put the work in. Yeah, very inconsistent his- with the um, very inconsistent when it came to the work ethic and you know kind of like what Meister was saying there, just not putting enough work in there. Yeah, he's got one of my favorite uh, post fight interviews though with Jim Gray. Man, uh, he was always a he was always good for a post fight yeah, interview. Absolutely. I forget oh, yeah, what yeah. what he exactly said, but he was like, "I might be, I might be two two and one in my last five, but I'll knock you out or right, something, right. something like <laughs> yeah. that." Good. Yeah, like, he, man, he 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 repped the natty very well. Numbers. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. he, he repped his hometown real well. So, yeah. got to give him right. that. I'm I'm gonna give you the opportunity to uh, toast some commanders, man. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Your draft, you're coming, at, draft uh, coming up. Yeah, you're looking at a new season ticket holder too, man. I just oh, got all yeah. of my season tickets this year. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that, man. And I had an inkling, I had a feeling that that Snyder would be out. So I'm like, now is the time because yep. everyone's gonna jump on the bandwagon right. now that he's gone or jump back, uh, you know, jump ship again. Cause I know a lot of people that went to the Ravens and went to Baltimore just because they couldn't stand Snyder. So yeah, yeah. Um, there's gonna be a lot of that coming back. And then hopefully eventually we get the uh, the new stadium. But in terms of this season, hey, I'm looking well, in your I opinion, gotta I got an insider question too. Go ahead, Trey. I'll let you go first. In, in, in your opinion, you mentioned the stadium because me and Mike show we, we've been kind of in back and forth about this. Mm-hmm. For me, and I'm not from here. I'm I'm a New Yorker, and I, I root for the Ravens. You know, right around where I live at here. But in my opinion, that stadium got to be put where the old RFK is right now. You could put some development around there. You could open up shops. The metro stops right there. To me, it's it's convenient. What what, what do you say to that? Yeah, so it's a no brainer. Uh, it's got to go where RFK was, um, and also hopefully now you know the league participates more that we're getting new ownership. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. it's a new day for everybody because yeah, I mean yeah. nobody wanted to help this dude like make more money, stack the money city. on money. The city yeah. needs to participate. Yeah, yeah, everyone <laughs> needs to participate and just help this thing you know happen for the city's sake, for the area's sake. You know, they were talking about at one point in Loudoun County, like, dude, yeah. if you go to that Woodbridge, part of Virginia, Chantilly. right? I'm never, I'm never <laughs> yeah. going there. Yeah, I, don't care. I know it's the DMV, man. Yeah, it's and- not that far, but I'm never going to Loudoun or any yeah. any where out there. Shout out to Virginia, you know. Yeah, you sure. Go. But yeah, but going. I'm not going out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not going out there nah. for for a Redskins or or for a nah. Commanders game or whatever. And um, so I'm glad that, you know, kind of, you know, everyone's kind of getting those talks going back towards DC. So I think that's important. And, yep. um, you know, I think FedEx is just a dump. It's like a crappy stadium, man. Like yeah. it's not, yeah. it's not fun. It's just huge. It's like, what, 80,000 plus. I mean, yeah. I was just in London a couple of weeks ago. I saw, I saw Anthony. You- but to, to the point there's a point here um so anthony joshua fought in in the o2 arena yeah you know i'm, I'm looking at that whole grand thing i'm yeah. looking at um i went to a, a football match you know chelsea and then to london stadium which was an olympic stadium i mean these arenas and stadiums i mean like that's what i think of when i think of, of a sporting event then yeah. chelsea you know the soccer team is now coming for a tour in um, the summer here, they're not playing at Audi Field because Audi Field is too small. Yeah, they want to mm-hmm. just pack as many butts in FedEx right. Field. That's where they're right. going to play. So the stadium itself sucks, but it's just like this huge it's thing right. where you can put yeah. Beyonce, you can put, right. you know, Chelsea, and that's what they're doing. You can put, you know, all these um, different concerts and this yeah. and that. So if I'm not mistaken, 
that's why when um when DC decided to partner up with Baltimore to get the bid for the World Cup in I think 2026, 2026. I think in 2026, uh-huh. they lost the bid basically because FedEx Field is a is a dump. Right. We may shade yeah, room. Because... They may shade room too much, man. They may shade room way too much for bad reasons. Yeah, it's like uh, M and T, or is that what's the um, what's the Ravens? M- 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 T- M- M- stadium. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, M and T, like that stadium is good. They've had you know soccer matches there before. Yeah. Um, that even just the whole little area there. You yeah. Know, where you can uh, the Beyonce in. concert and Beyonce is going to be at FedEx Field. I think that's this... what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Going to be. <laughs> it was one yeah. of the perks that they try to give for. Uh, and Ed Ed Sheeran is is also going to be there, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. like one of the perks for the uh, the season ticket holders. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean the, the the stadium itself just doesn't compare the the area. Um, it's just not it's not a fun area to be in. Um, mm-hmm. now you know again when you go to the games and you're tailgating, you're doing this, you that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's incredible. It's a vibe. Yeah. But you know, I even compare it to the Ravens and just being in that you know harbor area and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's a lot. It's a lot cooler. It's a lot. Uh, for people coming out of town to walk yeah. around and to go, to, uh, yeah, the shops, yeah, the shops, yeah. the bars, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Like that's no, the stuff that you're selling FedEx. for a bid. Yeah, that's, the, that's the stuff that you're selling in a bid for a World Cup or whatever it is. And even, right, you know, they were they were kind of talking about it with the um, the tour that the English clubs are coming now to do for soccer for this summer. You know, again, Audi Field didn't get one. Now yeah. I love that stadium. The defenders mm-hmm. play there too. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yep. And mm-hmm. I'm out, I'm going to check them out on Sunday. They're in a playoff game, but um, you know, it's it's a fun fun stadium. It's like a spitway across the way from the national yeah. stadium. Yeah. That's a cool mm-hmm. little area you can yeah. walk in. Yeah. I mean, I I'm don't know. I, I'm just a, yeah, I'm just a DC guy. I guess yeah. maybe yeah. I don't the, know. The wharf is not far is. from there. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's All just that like stuff. that's that's the vibe that I would want. And if I'm selling something right. to, like bidders or whatever, people coming in like. Now I understand, you know, the capacity for Audi Field is just, it's not what they want it to be to sell, you know, as many tickets as they need to. or make Just don't go, don't go too far down First Street uh, <laughs> over there, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Nah, yeah. um, so, um, draft, draft, draft. Uh, wh- how you feeling? What's going on? What you think what they should do? What should be going on? Oh, man. It's tough because I feel like there may be a turnaround with the coaching staff and. I just don't know that Sam Howell is the guy at quarterback. Um, if someone else comes in, you know what I mean. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm sorry. So I w- say that one more time about Sam Howell for the person that that, that know who need to hear it. <laughs> I don't know that he is the quarterback. I, you know, we we have a very small body of work. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, I'm necessarily not convinced. <laughs> um. You know what I mean. So like, <laughs> I don't think pro- they. Trust me, the person who needed to hear it is going to let me know that he heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, if he ends up being the guy, cool. But I feel like we're putting a Band-Aid again on the most important position. So, yeah. I mean, our, our, you know, let's not think about it, I guess, in that respect. Like, oh, okay, this is going to be the draft that, you know, we land that guy. Um, there's other holes that we need to patch up. So, I, I guess whatever the best thing that they can do, you know, on the line, uh, offensive line, um, whether it's linebacker, the secondary, whatever it is that they need to do, I say do it. Um, because, you know, at the beginning when you start to think about, okay, what's our position, what quarterbacks are out there, there's a good handful of quarterbacks, but it's like, yeah. man, we're not getting any of those guys. So unless we're trading, you know, yeah. we're trading up a bunch of crap to, to do so. Um, 
I just I get a little less excited because it's not right. the glamour position. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So I just think if they can plug in some needs and, and get some some good guys uh, in that aspect or maybe even trade back and get a couple more picks and do what you need to do. Cool. I guess we'll see what Sam Howell has and then we'll go from there. But I mean, our receiving core, that gets me excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Th- those what y'all pick at? What y'all pick at in the first 16, round? I want to say. Yeah, middle middle. It's, of it's right before Pittsburgh. It's right. I know it's right before Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah. okay. How you feel about how you feel about a guy like Hendon Hooker? Because I've been hearing a lot of stuff. Like my show, I, I heard. Um, shout out NFL chick Rita. Um, on her list, she said she would have ranked Hooker as the number three quarterback, just kind of based off of what she saw. And I haven't and I haven't seen much of him. But you know, you got Stroud, and then you got Bryce Young, and then she said right behind those two guys is Hennon Hooker. So I'm I'm just curious if um if if uh Alex has uh seen this guy play and Yeah, think about I know him. very I'll be honest, I know very little much, you know, very little about him, so I don't I don't want to mm-hmm. speak out of turn there, but we yeah. do have the 16th. I just looked uh yeah, Maestro right but, yeah. but again, I guess if we're reaching for a guy like that, you know, I, I say reaching cuz it's not the the top yeah. one or two guy. That's a guy I would like a fall to 16. Yeah, yeah, he but, could, but then and then we're talking about yeah, is is he more ready or more the guy than Sam, Sam Howell? Howell? Right, yeah, right. Man, I don't, man, I don't know, point. you know. And then and then good we're point. wasting that that high pick on other areas where we could probably get a top tier guy in yeah. some other spots that we need. And so again, unless we're trading up to to get to the top five or top, you know, to whatever uh, place these quarterbacks go, um, then this probably isn't the year that we get excited about getting our guy behind center. So yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean. I loved Heineke, man. He, anytime he was in there, and mm-hmm. I went to a handful of games last season. I wasn't a season ticket holder, but was always there. The games that he was playing, man, just always was fun. It was a different yeah. vibe, different atmosphere. Yeah. So regardless of, you got to have a guy like that. You got to have a guy that gets everyone excited yeah. um, and gives you a chance to win. Yeah. And, I mean, he gave you some good and he gave you some bad, too. Yeah. So just, yeah, I, I was willing to take the good with the bad. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, was, it was only bad with Carson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, facts. Why do you think they got rid of him or let him go to Atlanta? Why did they it's, not give I mean, him what he wanted? Well, because he's not, you know, he wasn't. Not I guess there. His, he's his not ceiling there. was, yeah, we already saw his ceiling. So yeah. I guess, you know, maybe they thought, okay, we part ways and then we're going to go move forward. Maybe Sam Howe can now be that Heineke-ish guy if we needed him to be. Well, um, I, I but, feel like they got Jacoby Brissett to be the Heineke kind of guy in case uh, uh, Sam Howe don't pan out. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a weird, weird one, too, because obviously he doesn't think he's a lifetime backup now. He wants to fight for that. Yeah, that yeah. he wants spot. his job. Yeah. He wants the job. I, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought, Um, and I don't know, I don't know off the top of my head, but he he may know the enemy's offense. Um, But that's I know uh, they, they were talking about the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs backup. Uh, What is it, Chad? Um, Oh, Chad Henney? Chad Henney. Yeah. I thought he would have been a better backup just because of just how well versed he is yeah right. i think he retired so right yeah i mean maybe if they could have lured him out or whatever it is but you know mm-hmm. a guy like that would have been better a guy that we know is the backup but right. he's also going to help a guy like sam Howell get right. the playbook yep. down and was the backup under that system with right. exactly the enemy. for so yeah. many years so i don't know if Brissett is familiar because he's been on a couple different teams you know as of late so he may be familiar with a a, a style of offense that's similar but um i just hope that he is a more of a help to Hal if they're going to make him try to be the guy as opposed mm-hmm. to like 
you know, someone behind you, you know, when you're like, damn, is this guy going to take my job? Like I yeah. need to be on my P's and Q's. And then that adds a new level of like nervousness to the QB position that for all intents and purposes, we do not need. We just need a guy in there that's going to, you know, play well and at least not lose the game, but give us a chance to win. Give a chance to I, win, yeah. I agree with you about the coaching staff. Um, I think once they turn over ownership to Magic and Josh Harris and those guys, I think you're going to see one year with Ron Rivera and his staff. And then I think after this year, I think that's where they're going to part ways. And I think what's going to happen, this is just a prediction. And then this is a hope too, because I want to see black coaches get the opportunity that Eric B becomes the head coach of the Washington football team. Um, and I think from that point on, I think is where you're going to start to see some consistency that y'all haven't seen for quite a while. Yeah, I really hope so, because I thought it was time to let Rivera go. I thought he had his chance. I thought, again, Heineke saved his ass you yeah. know, quite a few mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if Rivera was going to get, you know, let go, I thought the enemy was the guy. I agree yeah. with you, Trey. I, I'd like to see him be the head coach, whether that's right now, as soon as they come in and they're just like, hey, Ron, you got to go. Yeah. Or if they do give him that one, <laughs> that filler year, be like, look, we'll give you this one season let the enemy get his feet wet running the offense and all that. And then he jumps into that head coach role. I'd love to see that. What I did mean, it for you for Ron Rivera? What was the last draw? Um, I think the indecisiveness with the QB position. I think mm-hmm. the fact I thought, I thought he fucked up our chances to go to the playoffs. Like yeah. with this whole flip-flopping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the San Francisco like, game. Right. And then like Heineke beat the Eagles, like to handed them their first loss. Like you got to go behind that guy and say, this is our yeah. quarterback. Even if in your mind, you know, longevity wise, like long distance, like, okay, he may not be the guy even next season, but this season we're going to ride this thing out. He's mm-hmm. given us the best chance to win. And then, you know, again, I go back to that thing where, you know, if your coach is like, mm, maybe, you know, we'll see, we'll see if, uh, you know, this guy ends up being the guy, then you're like, wait a minute. I just, I just did all that in those five or six games or whatever it is, yeah. what his record was. Right. And then I'm not even the guy yet. Right. Um, yeah. Now, and the thing I loved about Heineke was he said all the right things. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he was a competitor. I mean, you know he, how hard he fought to get there. At least yeah. give him that chance because he gave us that chance to win and, you know, make it to the playoffs. I mean, you saw what he could do in that one playoff game against the Bucs. Um, yeah, I just like that tenacity. Yeah. I mean, that, that fighter, that dog. Uh, you know, get, it's fun to root for. Man, I'll be honest with you, man. You don't sound you don't sound optimistic going into this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt. There's a um, the company called Sneakies. They're yeah. out of uh, yeah, out of Virginia. Virginia it's a, yeah. There's, yeah, there's always next season. Is, yeah, is the, is the bur- burgundy and gold. Yeah, I wear that joint more often than I need to. But you got new owners, <laughs> man. I know, but it's the vibe. It's always like it's what always. we have having yeah. suffered so long. It's just and look, here I am. Oh, I just got my season ticket. So there is a level of optimism Absolutely. that you got to have Absolutely. when you're a uh, Commanders fan or a Redskins I, fan, whatever I you want to call it. But be. you have to be optimistic. But um, you, I, I'm also trying to, you know, toss a little realism on there too. Yeah. Well, hey. I'm gonna give you the totally unobjective <laughs> things that I've been hearing about the Commanders going into the season. I've heard. 12 wins this year. I've heard Sam Howe is going to be a pro bowler. Okay. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard, all, I've heard all types of nasty things. Going so into- every, 
everything other than Sam Howell I heard last year and the year before. Yeah, the year before yeah. that, you oh, know, yeah. 12 wins. Heineken mm-hmm, could be that mm-hmm. dude. Oh, Carson Wentz is going to have a you know comeback season. And, you know, now that Rivera's here, we're going to do this and that. I mean. Like, like y'all ain't in the toughest division in football right now. <laughs> right, man. I mean, yeah. let's let's see what let's see what happens. I just I, I'm not super optimistic, but I hope it's a fun season enough to give us something to root for. At this point in my life, that's all I want. Yeah, I just want yeah. a team yeah. that hits yeah. the field that gives us, you know, that fighting spirit and gives us something to root for. Um, you know, game after game. Every so, you know. every week where you can realistically say, if this goes this way and that goes that way, we got a chance to win. Right. And yeah. That's all and you and want. Some, some realistic stuff, not yeah. like man if if, if Rodgers gets traded to the commander like yeah, not yeah. that type of <laughs> like oh uh, man so yeah a little bit of uh, optimism will go a long way man and and you know I, my my football club my soccer club is doing awful too so i need a little bit of a victory a, a little positive mindset on that end so yeah i need some I, hey, hey train i hate to do this to you man um i was even asked not to do this before i got onto this show today i was asked <laughs> Hey man, you're not doing no top five this week, are you, man? <laughs> you're not doing no. You're not doing no top so, five. Someone asked you that for real. Somebody literally asked me, "Hey, bro, oh, you're not doing no top five this week, right?" So, uh, hey, oh, train, snap. we've been we've we've been doing top fives for pretty much every guest that's been on. Um, yeah. And uh, every week, somebody calls me, pulls me aside, tweets me something. <laughs> Man, who the fuck is that dude you got on here? Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> he don't know nothing about, you know, whatever we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to... Oh, yeah. What are you going to set me up with? <laughs> I'm yeah. definitely going to set you up. Um, <laughs> but but look, man, it's your list. But I want you to put your... Where they can find you on social media. So when these people have these problems, I can just text yeah. back at... Yeah. Hey, man, go talk to that man about his list. Now, just tell him to go to Stafford, Virginia. I'll meet him there. <laughs> there you go. Send him to Addy. That's what's up. <laughs> Top five Washington commanders slash football team ta- slash Redskins. Are we talking about all time? All time. All time. Your oh list, my, man. Oh, my God. I've never. I will be honest. Never. I have never thought of that. I know it. That's what makes it in so my fun. life. Which, was, which oh, makes man. it fun. Wow. You're really trying to put me out there. Okay. Um. I can't. I don't even know if I can give it to you. No order. No. By the way, no. Okay. Order. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No particular order. Yeah. I got to go with someone from the posse, uh, which was the collective receivers. You know, won the Super Bowl with Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark, and Art Monk. I'm gonna go with Art Monk just because mm-hmm. when he retired, he yeah. was you know held on to records and and was at the top five of that list or whatever. So um, I'll go Art Monk. Mm-hmm. Um, the Again, a short shelf life, but also the, uh, a, an impact that nobody else had being the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, Doug Williams. Yeah. Um, John Riggins. Mm-hmm. Again, just a, a plow, just a force on the field. Um, God, I know I'm going to miss somebody too. You are. You, by the um, way, you are. You, def- you yeah. definitely are. Yeah, you are. So, are we? I mean, <laughs> can, can I say Joe Gibbs? Because it's just a free. You can say whoever you want to say. I'm not even going to. Yeah. Let me leave him out because yeah. I got to go again. Social impact and just the type of player and the legacy that he left behind. I find it hard to leave Sean Taylor out of the conversation. Okay. So, rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace to Sean Taylor. 
Um, obviously, we can't bring in his Miami days into this conversation because we're talking about Redskins commanders. But yep. man, that dude and what he probably would have done, you know, yeah. had he had his his career. he'd have been, he'd have got a gold jacket by now. Bro. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. just something else, something else. But and okay, to you know, you know, Maestro riding the metro in yeah. you know, to the city. I mean, the, the graph, everything like he his impact on this area on and off the football field has mm-hmm. been, uh, you know, a big mm-hmm. thing. So I will say, um, I'll say Sean Taylor. And then whew, I got one more. I got yeah, one more. I got more, one yeah. more. Um, man, I know I'm missing someone in the early. You are, you are. I mean, but see, are. the thing is, okay. So I could say like Sonny Jurgensen, I could say Sammy ball, mm-hmm. you know, those guys, you know, record breakers and whatnot. I, I'm give me, gonna, give me somebody you, give me somebody yeah, you watched. Lit, yeah, lit. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Art yeah. Monk, I watched. Yeah, Sean Taylor, I watched. Sean, right. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, who, who's one more? I mean, on the defensive end, I mean Daryl Green. I there guess you it's go. Gotta be Darryl I'm about Green. to say. There you go. Yeah, because I was gonna hey, say, no, I was gonna say, I, I hate your list. If you yeah. didn't mention Daryl Green, yo, already damn, my list is five minutes old. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna hate your list if you didn't mention that man. Yeah, if you say um, Daryl Green, I'm cool. Yeah, but see again, and then like, you know, I mean, Doug Williams, you could swap out, you know, with another quarterback, you know, potentially. Um, I mean, who who brought Super Bowls as well? I mean, it's just it's tough. Mark Rippin, Joe yeah. Theismann, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know. I don't. I don't know. I just think there's there's also a uh, social impact of you know greats. We talk about greats. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I'm I'm comfortable with those guys with that list. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty good list. London Flesher gave us some longevity and yeah. You know, I was going to mention worth. London Flesher. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Let me see who else. If if I'm just throwing in some names here, man. They I say mean, a lot, man. I saw a, 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 a one of them little things on social media where London Fletcher stat wise had just a good just as good as a career as Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Right. Without all yeah, the yeah. you know, without all the dance the squirrel and, dance and all that you know, stuff. Yeah. All yeah. That, exactly. He's had just as yep. good as a career. Yeah. yeah. And he did yeah. it with the Rams and then and, you know, right. He was on the Super Bowl team, right? Right. He, yep. Exactly. So yep. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm trying to think of who else is a glaring omission on my list. Uh, well, I guess not I'll, a personal I'll hear from the listeners. Yeah, you'll, well, yeah. You will. You and will. Don't worry. But... And if it's a personal thing, because like I said, I walk around my neighborhood. Hey, man, what the hell? So I get that. <laughs> I, I will be. I will. Okay. So, so let me say, as far as the Commanders and Redskins, I don't cover it as much on a yeah. professional level sure. as yep. much as I am a fan. I'm more yeah. of a fan. Right. So that's maybe you know from that. That's aspect. why. Now, that's if we're, why if we're talking about a boxing list. I would come at it maybe from a more journalistic perspective. This one's a little bit more fun because I had to really rack my brain and right. think. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, who, you know, who would who would I put on there? Who would I leave off or or whatnot? So you know, another guy, you know, Lavar Arrington. He just had, didn't have the longevity right. enough to put him on there, but he had a great impact at the beginning. Obviously, if you, you incorporate his college career, I mean, he's yeah. a legend. But me um, and Maestro, me and Maestro went to Lavar Arrington's uh, nightclub that one time oh, when yeah, he had I the joint up in. Uh, Largo Town Center. Man, it used to be okay. crime all over sideline. <laughs> crime all going on all over oh, here. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell. Yeah. B. Mitch. Brian Mitchell. B. Mitch. Yeah. yeah. B. Mitch might, if I'm if I'm swapping Doug Williams and B. Mitch, maybe. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. But but I'm happy either way. I'm, I'm good either way. But okay. B. Mitch is a good dude. And I was at um, 
back in the day when LeVar Arrington and Chad Dukes had their show on 1067, uh, I was on like a blogging competition and made it to the finals, got on air. LeVar Arrington was like, you're the type of dude we need here. So I always yeah. have a soft spot nice. for, right. for right. LeVar Arrington. Right. What, he meant, what he meant was like the culture, the vibe. Right. He was like, you know, you're a Latino dude. Like you're from the area. Like, yeah. you, got, you know, mm-hmm. I came in there just being me, the, right. the tattoos and everything. He was, and everyone yeah. else was kind of like straight up and down, you know, yeah. just not yeah. like me. You're right. But, right. Um, right. I right. always had a soft spot for LeVar for that. We chopped it up a little bit afterwards. Thank God really for cool hip hop. Nah, that's dope. Right. They're really, really cool dude. So I was yeah. like, hey, he got that. He got that from me. Yeah, so I was like, that's a that's win dope. for me. One hey, of the so- guys that um when I first moved in the area from New York, um, when I was watching some of the Redskin games early on, um, Santana Moss was kind of mm. like a personal favorite player. Um, I never roofed with a team, but you know, when I used to watch him play, because he was he was a jet um for a couple of years before he got traded to the Redskins. And so he's kind of a personal favorite for me. And the fact that he, you know, he does TV and I think he kind of covers the team still locally. So he does. Yeah. So well, him and now that you say him, another hurricane, uh, Clinton Portis. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 That, yep. that whole, that whole crew of Portis, Moss, Sean Taylor, Taylor LeVar Arrington, that, that early, like early to mid, 2000s team. Who was that quarterback? That Mark Brunel? Of... Was that Mark Brunel at quarterback? Brunel was the quarterback at the time. Yeah. yeah. And then the transition to Campbell for a few years. That yeah. that that kind of era. That those were a couple of fun teams. They made yeah, the playoffs Jason a couple of Campbell's, times. In other words, okay players. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you bring it. <laughs> in other words, okay players. Yeah, yeah I had so... a couple. Li- I had a couple lines. I had some bars. Yeah, you had a couple there. lines. Okay, <laughs> now okay, I'm gonna tell you the argument that always gets me hot. Amongst people who know me and you um, from music. Mm-hmm. Melvin always, and Melvin, Trey, you know Melvin. Yeah. Every time we <laughs> get drunk, and, every time we get drunk <laughs> and have this conversation, yo, A-Train killed you on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I plead the fifth. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, I do not. I said. Hold, hold on. That was one of my better ones, but that was more towards the end, too, I will say. So I was like, and I remember going in and I kind of pieced a couple things together. I felt really good about that one, I will say. Yeah, no, it was dope. Mm. It was definitely dope. But you ain't killed me. <laughs> hey, do we got footage of this someplace? It wasn't no what? Eminem, uh, Eminem, yeah, Jay-Z, yeah, you ain't really, nah, situation. You ain't really I think I think it was an even balance. I think it was an even no, balance. No, it was. It I was. think it was it an was, even balance. It was something that, you know, you play through. It wasn't yeah. like, let me skip to the to the second verse or whatever. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I really like that. Um, you're going to have to bring that one up. That's one yeah. of, That's one that I'm not um, embarrassed to be like, yeah, you no, know No, what? no, no, that, that, was, that song nah, was pretty good. No, nah, that was a good one. I, we need some footage to that. I posted. No, it's an actual song. It's, it's, it's on YouTube and all that. I, I posted. Okay. Yeah. All right. Posted. Shout out yeah. to yeah. Melvin, man. Because yeah. <laughs> he's nah, he do my it, name a lot. He do it all the time. I'm like, bro, stop, dog. Stop. <laughs> Oh man! I hope he puts it on too. He breaks it down. Oh no, I know. No, he don't. And that's what. And I know. I know he gets to my. You know, everybody knows I'm sensitive about a few things, and music is definitely one of them. Right. I will. He did. He didn't break down your lines. He just said it because he knows it pisses me off. So I'm like, bro, did you hear what I said? I and I'm sitting here breaking my shit down. Right. Hear what I said? Like so. Nah, man. A train. 
My, we go my way guy. back, man. Yes, we go uh, way back. My guy, my guy. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, give us your uh, where people can find you and, and whatever you want to promote before we let you go, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So always roundbyroundboxing.com or rbrboxing.com uh, goes to the same place. Um, we're kind of, I got my hands in a couple different things. So we do the at box bet pod. So that's the one where we do betting lines and, you know, kind of just like short talks about um fights coming up and just from a betting perspective where you want to maybe throw some money sometimes i'll throw in parlays you know if we're talking about nba playoffs or football situations Mm -hmm. and you know you may want to bet you know with a fighter or whatnot so we'll talk about that i'll put some graphics up there been a little bit um you know busy with the, the the personal life stuff but as i get back on track on that there'll be more content there um at rbr recap trey which you mentioned at the beginning that's more so where we do all of the podcasting stuff so it's rbr recap presented by round by round boxing we'll do sometime precaps so previews of the fights um i got guys like uh abner mares um again i was super busy this past week but i would have talked to leonard ellerby um wow. you know so just different people in wow. the in and around boxing and then you know i got different guys that host and co-host with me on that one so that's more like well you hear all the the podcast stuff and then at round by round boxing is the the main ig and again i haven't had it you know rolling as of late like it used to but we'll pick that back up and um it's where we kind of shoot the shit talk boxing graphic quotes and um you know all that good stuff and yeah just um really where we do a whole bunch of boxing stuff uh real stories and whatnot and if we're covering fights all the highlights and stuff will be on there if you're a youtube person you can find us on there at rbr boxing too but all the all of those links um are on the link in the bio on the instagram or if you go to the website we got the little icons for the social media stuff too so all right yeah you can That's find it there up. and if you want to talk shit to me about my hey my redskins commanders list i'm <laughs> at three 301 where i'm from so that's yes, on sir. uh that's on twitter y'all uh, heard him how at that man do not be but, on me <laughs> yeah but but you know i, I think i named i did I not think I, you know, even said that, i think i know nah, your, your, your list is cool your list is yeah cool. even if i said ones that i left off and i could yeah, i could see the argument of leaving um you know some of the ones that i set off and then bringing some on but if i missed anyone else because i was trying to think of who else i missed but yeah. if I missed anyone else now nah, nah, you're good as, as long as you didn't leave off daryl green you you all good man yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean you know, I can, green I got, Garden, too, you can't leave off yeah, well, I got the closet specific. of only a few jerseys. I got yeah. Daryl Green, yeah. you know, and then I got some of the newer guys, Chase Young yeah. and that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, just don't come at me with, like, RG3 or some yeah. dumb shit like that. You know? <laughs> and I will block you. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not above blocking you. Oh, man. You. Absolutely. That's what's up. That's what's up. Salutes, man. Hey, yeah, man. no, I appreciate you guys. I'm no definitely going to tag I'm definitely going to tag the thrillers gone for listeners who want to hear <laughs> and, and and we can have a a healthy a healthy debate Healthy, Ooh, yeah. only healthy. healthy, yeah, only and healthy. If we, if we need a 2023 version, nah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not ready for that yet. Michael, body me, I, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm still prepared, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. I'm, I'm, still no, man, I'm retired, man. Let an old man rest, <laughs> all right? Oh my God. Be safe out here, man. Yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it and hope to be back sometime soon. Yes, sir. no yes, doubt, sir. no doubt, the man. Second, appreciate you. The second that fight gets because I'm putting it in the air, the second Earl Spence. And Crawford, you you got to come on. Yeah, so I will on. come in and drop my two cents, and uh, hopefully yep. it's not like in five years when. No, hopefully it's this there. year. Hopefully, yeah, it's for this sure, year. for sure. Yeah, absolutely, right, man. All right, fellas. Appreciate All right, fam. Yeah. Appreciate right, it. Later. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, the homie right there, man, Alex Burgos, uh, rbrboxing.com, round by round boxing, also rbr recap. You can follow him on Instagram 
for all those highlights and all his analysis and all that. So I'm surprised um, you never heard that, man. What's the, yeah, it's been a while. And and okay. it's crazy because maybe when I hear it again, I'm probably gonna be like, oh snap, yeah, yeah. So No, that's literally that literally be the argument from and, and obviously that was that shit was two thousand and ten, like maybe right before Maya was born. So it okay. was a long time ago. But yeah. um, I remember all of us on a Georgetown street and we was in a, I guess we was about to get in a cipher or something and train was there. You was there. I was there. I think, uh, shout out the homie Sharif. Sharif was there too. And, um, we, we was about to get into something, but that that's like the only like visual memory Man. that I have of that moment. Did we ever get, did we do it? Do you remember if we did it? I, I, I don't think we, I don't think okay. you guys ever did. Okay, but my, I and might what? have to. But I'm gonna ask Sharif one day when I when I talk to him when I when mm-hmm. I see him. Right. But but yeah, okay, man, we got to him. cover in a small amount of time, bro. Yeah, I know, I know, man. Um, we did this I, again. We I said to myself that we weren't gonna do this, but that's my man's. I I have like that's my man. I haven't talked to him in a yeah break, yeah. So. I had to. Well, if if you remember back in I think January or February because we we knew Davis and Garcia, we knew that was coming at some point. And I was like, yo, I, I got to get my man yeah. back on here, you know, to talk about it. So, I, had, you know, I had to make that happen for us. But, uh, you know, shout out to him, man. For uh, sure. You know, doing his thing and all that stuff. Let's, um, let's, let's see how fast we can get to the NBA. And, 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 and don't worry, I wrote notes down. So I, gotta... I, I, I promise you, I promise you, let, let, let's just let's just start right here. Please. Okay. All tonight's tonight... games is a wrap. Celtics, yes. Nuggets, all of that is a wrap. So yes, that is three out of the, that is three out of the eight that are around. There will be no game sixes on Thursday. Absolutely. The NFL, the NFL can have the night to itself. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. Let's let's get that out the way. But absolutely. Let, uh, yo, Jimmy Butler, bro. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy fucking bucket. Jimmy. Jimmy Butler. Like yeah. Look, this nigga last night is dude, got his you, own one. Got you feeling like you might yo. have to see the Milwaukee Bucks. Yo, I'm yo, <laughs> I'm sitting yeah, there like feel like you're not gonna have to see Giannis. I'm sitting there like yo, like this is really happening. Like we about to get home court in the second round. Knicks fans is is crazy. So Sunday I'm at the game and you know we you know we amongst the crew and stuff and some cats is you know talking about yeah we got root for the Heat and all this stuff because everybody went the Heat in the second round and stuff and I'm you yeah. know I'm sitting there and I'm like. You know what, guys? Come on, man. It's it's Milwaukee. Giannis is gonna Giannis is going to play game four, and he right. did like I like I thought he would, yeah. and he looked good. Triple he double. Looked, he looked good. Um, but something happened in that fourth quarter. I don't know what happened on the Milwaukee know. side. Something, something happened all game because he first quarter he scored like. Got like nineteen or something crazy like that. Twenty. Yeah, years. he yeah. was getting to the basket like at yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, and it and Brooke Lopez. You. Yeah, Brooke Lopez. We gotta shout him out because he had thirty three and eleven. I think I ain't talking about no losers right now. When the when the when the team score. Nah, I get it, but that's one of those right. un, that's one of those underrated like. Yeah, nobody talks about it. Sure. Yeah, no. Why would we? Sure, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But that just I just had to put that out there that that got unnoticed that sure. the dude had 33 sure. and he looked good doing it. Like he was sure. the offensive glass, he was like putbacks and all that stuff. But yeah, go sure. ahead. Um yeah, man. Uh one question. Uh, in in your mind, do the heat come out of it come out of this objectively? Objectively? Man. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say objectively I'm gonna say no. Okay. And and I and I and I've looked around all the other series. That's three one. You know, we talked about tonight's games. We believe you know they're gonna close it out. If there is a team that can come back from three one, I think it's, it's Milwaukee. Milwaukee, right? I, I think it. I think it's them. Um, here, here's the reason why. Um, they the Oladipo. You know, shout yeah. out to you. Get well soon. Um, the dude just has bad luck with injuries and stuff. Um, but that eats into the Miami Heat's depth, right? Yeah. So you, you're not going to get Tyler Hero back. And so now, you know, Cody Zeller, I think, comes off the bench now and haven't seen that guy. Duncan Robinson, you know, they blowing dust off of him. And the dude, I think, in the two games is like 13 for 17 from three-point range. So, you know, maybe that can continues i don't know i don't see it continuing yeah um but if you can deal with jimmy butler like if you can because they because I, I what happened at the end of the game last night was um bud coach bud decided to not call timeout and he just kind of let that 13 point lead dissipate, yeah, dissipate. And, he, and, and he and he let jimmy go off and nobody was coming to help the defender when jimmy had the ball and it's like guys like you see a guy, Gabe Vincent. You see that guy, make that guy shoot. Like, 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 what's what's going on? Like with the defense and stuff. And so, um, the turnovers was a mess. Um, Drew Holiday had a couple turnovers. Um, Kyle Lowry played some defense on him in the you know down the stretch there. Um, but I think if you if you could take Jimmy Butler out of that zone, you can beat the Miami Heat three straight times. I think, and I think Milwaukee's equipped to do that. So. I think they win game five, game six. That's going to be that toss up game. Like if I feel like if the Heat don't get game six and Milwaukee ties that series three, three, Milwaukee takes it in you know, in seven. So if there is a if there is a team that can do it, it's Milwaukee. But, bruh, and, you know, I'm trying to behave myself. I, I, I really am. But the Heat winning this series let me tell you something bro yeah, i'm 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 i might have to go back to new york for another game bro <laughs> well um i ain't gonna hold you bro pat get get ready to get on it get ready to get your ticket bro um i know you 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 you'll like this analysis because you are a fan of history um there was a main person who stood in front of Giannis for a few years and that man's name with Jimmy Butler in Philadelphia. I remember this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember this. Why can't, why is this dude who the NBA, you know, because I was big on, I was very critical of uh, Greek Freak before he got his title. Yep. Why is this dude that's this tall, this lanky, so damn soft? Why is Jimmy Butler just doing what he want with this dude whenever yep. he want with this dude? And mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't leave my mind that, as they saw him continuing to cook, Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. no point did Giannis say, fuck it. Yeah. I'm stopping this. This is enough. Right. At no right. point did he say, and great, triple-double, cool, all those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think it's uh, not far-fetched to say that maybe – just mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. Uh, Giannis still has some Jimmy Butler demons to deal with. I and, thought you were going to mention the, 
the series in the bubble. Because if you remember the series in the bubble where the Heat took him out, if you remember one of those games, it was the game where um, the Heat shot a free throw free, and the yeah. clocks was at zero, zero. and Milwaukee lost yeah. that game yeah, and yeah, the yeah, series yeah. eventually. Yeah. I thought you were going to mention I, that I, I did forget about that part, but, and I, but yeah. I forgot about that part, namely because Jimmy Butler was so dominant and that when he was fit against uh, when he was with Philly against uh, Giannis, mm-hmm. I was just like, bro. Like, and that was regular season because they never met in the playoffs when he was you in Philly. Sure about that? I'm positive. Philly okay. and Milwaukee, they never met in the playoffs because that was always that was always a thing. Like Embiid and Giannis never okay. went face to face in the playoffs. I take your, then, I, then, then maybe I'm mixing it up with the Heat situation, but I okay. know I, I remember having this conversation years ago about man. Giannis can't do shit with Jimmy Butler for some mm-hmm. reason. It's and, a history. Um, yeah, for some reason. And this mm-hmm. game, I, I was watching it like, damn. And I, and let's be clear, I watched it late. I was doing something yesterday and yeah. got to it around third quarter. It was yeah. like, man, Jimmy Butler, you know, Jimmy Butler, I'm seeing it all on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler going over like, all right, let me go hurry up and get to this game or whatever. And I'm like, damn, Giannis never at no point said, or uh, maybe maybe it was a defensive scheme thing. During that know. comeback. During that never comeback. Said at he no never said no point. The only person that's doing anything that's stopping us from winning this game is Jimmy Butler. Let me lock that down as a uh, top defensive player in this league who's won defensive player of the year several times. Uh, mm-hmm. Some tout as the best player in the league. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? At no point did he say, man, I don't want to be down 3-1. Let me stop the one thing that's stopping me from being 3-1. So mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily that he's going to um, – they might not win game uh, five. Five, am I saying that right? Oh, no, game not, five. You mean the Heat might not win game five. He might not win game five. Yeah, yeah. Between five and six, I think that he pull it off. Okay. Whatever one it is, between five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with you that if it goes to game seven, um, then I, I kind of got to gotta lean towards the Bucks because now the whole team is inspired. Now the whole Milwaukee team is inspired. To yep. not lose a game seven, as right. opposed to the Heat, that don't necessarily got the wheels to play a game seven with a team who's been here before. So for you on the Heat, who's got to be the one that's got to step up other than Jimmy? Because Bam, it's Bam. It's that's yeah. an easy question. Yep. But but let's be clear. I think Jimmy Butler could have another fifty point game between five and six. Mm. I mm-hmm. think that's totally possible. More likely game six. I think sure, I can see him sure, doing that. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe it's not 50 points, but he's going to, I, I don't see him being eliminated without him having another monster game. And if yeah. he has another monster game, is Milwaukee going to be able to deal with it? My answer and, is and, no. and maybe Kyle Lowry maybe gives him 23 or something. Maybe if he has, if he, he comes has from the dead. Monster, <laughs> sure. If he has another monster game, I don't know that between game five and game six, I think yep. Milwaukee's eliminated. Mm. <laughs> Boy, what what are the ramifications going to look like? Milwaukee number one seed, best record in the league, and yeah, you know. But but you know what's going to happen? We're going to shoot him bail because Giannis hurt his back in yeah. game one. Yeah. He missed game two when he yeah. missed game three, and yeah. you can make the case that if he not hurt his back. This team might have been, been up three one or something crazy exactly, like that. Exactly. So, exactly. So I I I think media wise, I think they're gonna get shoot some bail here a little bit. But. 90 90 seconds, Knicks versus Cavs series. Go. 
oh, we closing them out <laughs> in five, bro. We closing them out in five, bro. Did you? Did you? Well, I, I'm I'm sure you I didn't, didn't watch I the didn't. game. I did not. Yeah. Um, but you know, one of one of the couple of things, and you know, again, shout out to Sim. One of the things I was mentioning on the uh, post game was Julius Randle did not see the floor in the fourth quarter, and Tibbs was right in you know keeping him on the bench. RJ was cooking, yeah. Um, you know, with the twenty six points. Um, getting to the basket, you know, getting to the free throw line. Um, Jalen Brunson do what Jalen Brunson does. Uh, Josh Hart with the defense. Um, Hartenstein with the defense, the blocks. Mitch Robinson um, had a great defensive game, had a block on Mitchell in the game. And and Mitchell, you know, we, we talk about him being a scoring machine, 11 points yeah. in the yeah. game five. And I get yeah. us on the road, but, you know, uh, I mean, game four, yeah. um, 11 points. You know, that that's not if you're a Cleveland fan, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. Um, Now, we did blow that lead coming out of the third quarter because Darius Garland was, you know, getting, you know, was getting off whether he was scoring, whether he was getting Jared Allen involved with some dunks and things like that. And it was like, okay, we 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 got to slow this down. We you know, we blew the lead. I think we were down by like three or four points and then. You know, the Knicks just kind of picked it back up um, as, you know, the third quarter was ending and stuff. So, um, you know, shout out to the team, you know, yeah. shout out to the crowd, man. The For crowd sure. is lit. You know, everybody's outside. And, um, you know, I, I think I posted that video of the uh, Jalen Brunson MVP chance in the streets. <laughs> I got to relax. Y'all got to relax uh, on this MVP stuff. I heard that that <laughs> they were doing that with Jimmy Butler last night. Yeah, relax, relax. <laughs> oh, at Miami? In the, yeah, 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 Miami yeah, 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 yeah. But relax. But it's, it's crazy because every team and every fan in every city, they, they do the little I didn't MVP chant. I didn't realize that happened. I didn't yeah. That happens everywhere? I, 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 I think I think every... I Every fan base that has their best player on the team when they go to the foul line, they chant MVP, MVP. I okay. So maybe maybe the Wizards are that trash. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Philly Philly sweeps uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we we, we kind of figured that. We, Kings we, we, Kings Warriors. Um, <laughs> this seems like this is the best series going right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of it going a distance, that is right. Right. Um, I, I think it's most more exciting, more headlines. Yep. Uh, Steph Curry is 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 starting to get it. You know, get get to it. Yeah. Not that he not that he ever. I mean, in this series, I, he's pretty much been to it the whole time. But yeah. Um. Yeah. It, De'Aaron Fox is not playing tomorrow. He's doubtful. Okay. He's doubtful. Doubtful. Okay. Okay. So That's, what was that? A broken broken finger, hand finger finger. Yeah, that, that 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 could swing the series. That could swing the series 100%, 100%. And the Memphis Grizzlies are probably not getting out of this series and I blame it on Dylan Brooks. Oof. Now that game last night and I and I, I couldn't watch the whole game. I, I actually I am tired. Of, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go, go. Dylan Brooks, you pissed me off. <laughs> you pissed me off the other the Saturday night. Uh-huh. You talking all this shit. And I put in a fan do a bet that he scores 15 points. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 points. So that was yeah. game three, I think, right? Game three, yes. Yeah. Game three. Mm-hmm. Right after he was talking to shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, I know he's not a, a, a major scorer on the team. Yeah. I just feel like you talking all that shit, you could get 15 points after talking shit. I know he's not a, you know, as far as offensively, he's not a big 
uh, yeah. role. You know, he, you don't have a higher position as far as a scoring offense. Right. But you could have got 15 points for me. He got nine in the, in the second quarter. And then got ejected, right? And then got it fucking ejected. Yeah. You got to... Yeah, it's crazy. I want to... He, he, <laughs> look, I can respect trash talk. I love it. I can respect it. Got to back it but up. For you to get... For you to have nine points and get ejected... For you to do that and then to come on, talk about oh they oh coming on with like like you copping please, right? Now, you you not they made you the villain or you just the fucking yeah, villain? The, I mean, the media made me the villain. Y'all yeah, labeling nigga, you me. just the villain. How you gonna talk about King James though? You like, just you just told her about it. You don't respect you don't respect them, and you said the nigga got to put forty for me to respect them. And, and then and then <laughs> and then what's crazier? We know you're lying now. You mm-hmm. respect the shit out of LeBron James. Because when LeBron James pulled up on you mm-hmm. before the game, yep. he was quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And did you hear the audio of what was actually said to Dylan Brooks? That you got yo, yo, you gotta calm down, you crazy. Like you better. You don't know it. what you're talking about, yeah. all that shit. And yep. then he goes to the layup line and then LeBron goes to the layup line and dunks. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't say nothing to him right there when it was right in your face. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. And uh, and I'm off he, on he avoided Dylan. he avoided the media after the game. I'm like, off can, Dylan. Yeah, you can't I, do I, that, bro. I don't like. I, I can't I was, do that, man. He was stepping up on players I like. Uh, I, nah, I'm off. I'm off there. I'm off Brooks now. I'm can't, off the Dylan Brooks. Can't do that. Um, I'm off. I'm off the Grizzlies right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I, I just think. And look, I I picked the Lakers before the series started because. When you when you know half your front court is not going to play, and you know Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, and you you know Jaron Jackson Jr. is a guy that you know he plays great, but sometimes you get him in foul trouble, and you know that you know you you kind of have the Grizzlies you know right where you want them. Um, but that and then Ja gets hurt and misses game two, comes back as a monster game three with the forty five points, but then um, last night's game where um it looked like they didn't want to play in the first half and then yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at highlights this morning and I'm like oh snap like they actually could have they actually could have won this game right. they could have won this game but then they go to overtime and LeBron is the hero and um so I think this goes 6 I I, I think Memphis wins game 5 I think the Lakers come home and they close it out okay I'm with you there I'm I, I you think there. it closes out and that sets up LeBron versus Steph sure for the next round there. Interesting. So. That's going. That's actually going to be a good matchup, I think. Yeah, I, I like and, that and, matchup. I mean, I, and obviously we don't know. I mean, I got I got Golden State getting out of it, mm-hmm. but uh, we don't know that that's actually going to happen yet. But we, I we don't know yet. We'll we'll see. I, I mean, the Aaron Fox thing that certainly that, that swings true. it a little bit, but yeah. we'll 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 find out what goes on there. Uh, last thing, uh, what would you like to see happen for the Ravens at pick twenty two in the draft on Thursday? Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Um, that's the that's the kid. That's the wide receiver. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the that's the kid I want. Um, you know, I know they got Odell Beckham. Um, they're trying to build up the wide receiver room, but they I think they need to draft the guy in the first round. If at, at worst second round, but Zay Flowers, I watched some tape. Like I like that kid. Okay. That's the that's okay. the kid I want. Steelers, uh pick what? um I got 17. Uh, 17. Um mm-hmm. If the world was mine, I got a couple of scenarios. If the world was mine, uh, we would shut out up. Luther. 
<laughs> right. I, we would trade up somehow and get Jalen Carter at defensive tackle. Now that that's mm. a pipe dream. I, I acknowledge that it's a pipe dream. Yep. I'm just expressing what my pipe dream is because Michael Todd told me it's only crazy until it happens. Yep. Um, yep. I'm torn. I'm torn if that doesn't happen. So if we end up having to pick at 17, I'm torn. I want to draft cornerback. Mm. Um, I'm torn between Deontay Banks from Maryland and mm. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Obviously, for every single reason, we of course Joey Porter Jr. But uh, the course. more and more I watch Deontay Banks uh, highlights yep. and hear people talk about him, I think I want Deontay Banks more than I want Joey Porter Jr., even mm. though the obvious story. But if we got Joey Porter Jr., that's the real pipe dream right there is the Joey Porter Jr. No, that's not a pipe dream for me because um, because he's ranked fourth. So okay. The cat, so the cat from Oregon is going to go. Okay. Before, uh, the cat from Oregon and the cat from uh, uh, Gonzalez is from Oregon. And there's another guy. I forget the, I forget mm-hmm. the other guy's name. So there's a chance that he could be gone before 17, Joey Porter Jr. There's a no. I, I mean, it's probably likely that mm-hmm. he's going to that he's going to be right there. That's the commanders. I, I heard a lot of people saying that the command the commanders, commanders might get him right before. That's mm-hmm. a lot of the. That's one. And they do need about. defense. They need help on that side of the ball. They're too. trying to get. Yeah. It, it seems like they're trying to get rid of Kendall Fuller. So mm-hmm. I could see yeah. Joey Porter Jr. being the guy that that kind of gets them out of there. Right. But I'm, I, I think right now for me, I'm a little more sold on Deontay Banks than Joey Porter. But if we got Joey Porter, I wouldn't be mad because, you know, the whole story, franchise, Joey Porter, his father, you know, all that stuff. So I yep. wouldn't be mad if, if that happened. Um, then, obviously, we got uh, pick number 32. And I know that's first, you know, first, second round. First mm-hmm. pick, second round. Hopefully, hopefully the likes of a Darnell Wright and Anton Harrison at tackle will be there. Probably not. Probably more Darnell Wright than Anton Harrison would be available, but mm-hmm. uh, fingers crossed. I just don't want Broderick Jones from Georgia. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what did y'all give up for Allen Robinson? That was a seventh round pick. Uh, we gave up. A, we swapped seventh round picks with the Rams, mm-hmm. um, and we only paying five million dollars of his salary, and which was what a total of fifteen million. Fifteen right? million that the Rams are, the Rams are paying ten, we're paying five. Um, okay. That that's a come up. Lower I, low risk high reward. I, I I was telling somebody over there. I love that trade. Well, you what? No, sir. Our wide receiver room is young, mm-hmm. so I'm not expecting <clears throat> if any any production we get from him is a plus. Yeah. I'm not necessarily expecting production from him. I'm expecting lot leader locker locker room leadership. Yeah. From the, the compensation like seventh round pick. You know, only got to pay a third of the salary. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a come up. And, and if yeah, we get yeah. any semblance of him in Chicago, and I mean, if we got fifty percent of him in Chicago, mm-hmm. that's a that's a plus. Yeah, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, quick shout out uh, to X Squad online radio uh, watching what's us up? on the Facebook live what chat. Up, Appreciate up? everybody. Uh, shout out to the governor Vince Wright as well. Yes, sir. Everybody watching, uh, shout out to uh, all of our YouTube live viewers, Twitter live viewers. Appreciate the support. Um, props to the homie Alex for coming through. Yes, sir, my guy. On the podcast tonight. Um, folks, just a reminder, if you guys want to check us out, uh, follow us on our social media. Uh, we got the IG account at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. 
Uh, also follow us on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. Uh, we got the Facebook page. Click the like button. Um, we got the YouTube channel. Click the subscribe button. Um, if you got questions about the show, comments, hit us up on the email at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. And if you want to write us a review, if you listen to us on any of the streaming platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, um, drop us a review. Let us know what you think about the show and uh, all will be good. Um, it's been real, man. Uh, yes, enjoyed this one. Can't wait for next week's show, man. Uh, going to be dope. Uh, folks, y'all have a great week. Um, enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week with another hot one. And remember, folks. Mind your business. Drink some water.